James. Raf. That's a Swiss pair of spectacles you got on, mate. Thank you. I got a face furniture in Redfern. You filming me? You recording my visage? I just assumed that we're always being filmed at all times. And you are being filmed right now, not by me, as it turns uh, that's out. That's right. Well, I'm being filmed by two cameras right now, but that's beside the point. Yeah, at a minimum. Is that going to be your best line when you show up to the club wearing your, like, Facebook robots? Someone's going to be like, hey, mate, sorry, I'd really appreciate it if you stopped filming my girlfriend with your glasses. And you're like, mate, I just assume I'm being filmed everywhere. Yeah. Speak to the club manager, mate. He's the one who's got seven cameras in here. And yet you're picking on me, the guy with the cool glasses. And the whole time you've got, like, the flash fully on. Yeah. <laughs> just pulsating LED. <laughs> Those in the Discord would know I'm a meta bull now. Oh, yeah. Keen listeners to the show would know that I'm a meta bull. You've been a meta bull for a long time. You're a big Zuckhead. I'm a Zuckhead. You now. believe in his vision. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, from one month after talking about their many struggles, I completely reversed course. And now I'm full blown meta bull. It's nice to be able to admit you were wrong in your assumptions. Well, yeah. I was following the trend of the MSM the Lugan presser, <laughs> and um, I was wrong, and now I'm right. And I've seen the light. The media were trying to keep a good, a good man down. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, a hustler. One of the last founders left in charge one of, of the you know, yeah. big business. A true pimp. <laughs> and one, of the very, one of the last on God's green earth. Was it, it did it have anything to do with they announced that Meta Connects last week? That was the final straw. So, okay, we should go back. Actually, let's set the scene. So we've said multiple times basically this year since doing an episode, I think at the end of last year, uh, about um, the headwinds towards Meta, which were Apple app tracking transparency, hurting um, how they measured conversions. And yes, they did actually hit their bottom line. But at the end of the day, because they're so damn big and they have so much data, they're one of the ad businesses that has done best out of ATT because, you know, yeah, they have all that data as well as Google. That was a big headwind. TikTok was a big headwind. TikTok seems to have leveled out with regards to its growth and, and Reels has grown. And so, you know, it basically hasn't hurt them as badly as um, it looked like in the early stages of that TikTok explosion. So like those two things, you know, this year we've been like, well, it looks like they're doing pretty well. I think Threads was a win. I know it's still kind of playing out, but I personally think the numbers are still pretty good. I think he's personally had a bit of a glow up. Zuckerberg. Plus then from a PR perspective, you know, a lot of the heat's been taken off him and, and moved to Elon, let's be honest, to the point where he was seen as like a savior of the that same leftist media. Um, <laughs> because it, it seemed for a moment that he was maybe going to kill him with his fists. Well, there was that, but you know, the threads <laughs> versus X thing, everyone was in team Zuckerberg. And also I just think that like genuinely he's coming across a lot better because you know, with all of the fighting stuff, it's like, oh, he actually seems to be into that as opposed to like his all his previous kind of attempts at being a normal being person. Given, yeah, yeah. Like he's, about he's, meat and shit. Yeah, his weird little press tour around America where everyone was like, is he running for president? Yeah. He's just in Iowa. And then, then he was like, actually, I was just trying to learn about Facebook users and yeah. the way they relate to the world. And it's like, okay. That's a normal need, thing to say. He <laughs> didn't need to do all, all that. Yeah. Because I think that genuinely he obviously enjoys his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's just talking about something he's actually into as a human. Weird thing for a tech mogul to decide to be into, like fighting, but it's genuine, Combat right? sports, sure. It, yeah, it, yeah. it feels genuine. 
But with the big L, as we said, was the at the time something like forty-five to fifty billion dollar investment that will end up at about a hundred billion dollar investment in Meta, the Metaverse, Metaverse VR, the rebrand, like that was a big, big L. And we come to now, and I wonder, I wonder, indulge me for the entirety of the episode as I wonder if actually maybe that wasn't an L. The metaverse was not an L. That's big. An accidental non-L, <laughs> which, you know, that's what you want your Ls to be, accidentally not one. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what it's like for me all the time <laughs> in every instance. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's how we get. So a lot of people get through life that way, which brings <laughs> us to Connect. What happened? What happened is uh, they obviously announced their next round of products last week, Meta. There was an update to the MetaQuest, MetaQuest 3, which is just their new VR headset. Sort of expected it was suggested this was coming along. Yeah. They announced their more of their sort of AI work. So they're getting into the AI chatbot space with like a chat GPT competitor. Yeah. But in true like Meta form, it also involves like a chatbot who is just Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I mean, this stuff is <laughs> questionable to say the least. You know, before you jump fully on Team RAF as like a meta bull, think about the fact that they announced like uh, this audio. Was it Tom Brady and Snoop Dogg? Yeah, as, totally. There's these kind of. That's playing these weird, but not, not even playing themselves. They're like playing weird little chatbot characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as it, it's something that's going to go away and you won't see, ever hear that again in six weeks. Okay. On that though, let's start there though. What I took away from that was not so much like. You know, like, I feel like we've had this before. It's like you can make Google Voices voice to, like, Morgan Freeman or whatever. Like, you know, that obviously seems insanely dumb. Like, am I going to want to chat to AI Snoop Dogg every day? Of course not. Do I want my AI bot to be in the voice of Snoop Dogg? Some weirdos might. But conceptually, the idea of your AI assistant having a personality as opposed to this, like, you know, weird thing you get from ChatGPT, this weird, verbose, clean, non-human like manner in which it kind of interacts with you. Yeah, yeah. I took away from it the concept of it having some vague personality. It, well, yeah. I mean, just to dwell on this point for a bit before we talk about the meat of the episode, I think it's kind of funny that a few companies are trying this where it's like, okay, the AI conversational generative AI stuff has accelerated really quickly over the past mm. 12 months, let's say. It's gone from something that was really only used by tinkerers to something that obviously ChatGPT has a pretty high penetration, like a lot of people use it. Mm. But it's still, it's used by 100 million people while not having a huge like cultural mainstream understanding. Like yeah. people aren't, normal people aren't talking about ChatGPT all day. No. You know, or like any of the other things. So you can see all these companies now being like, all right, the fundamentals are there. Let's productize it yeah. in a proper way. And it's a very meta way to go about it to like just get a bunch of celebrities on board, like a bunch of like uh, Instagram blue tick types to yeah. be like, now they're going to be like the voice of your chatbot. OpenAI also gave it a crack because they they announced their, which we'll talk about a bit in this episode as well, their DALI 3, which is their new um, image generation platform. Mm. And they put out a video, which like Sam Altman first tweeted. It had like that jangly sort of acoustic guitar and like, triangles and bells mm. kind of vibe yeah musically real production music vibe yeah, yeah yeah and it just had like the screen on the screen with like someone typing in and it was like my daughter keeps talking about a beautiful sunflower hedgehog can you show me what that might look like and it's like doo, 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 doo. and it like shows this like hedgehog with like a sunflower like a cute kids illustration 
And then like the person is like, that's cute. Can you tell me a story about that hedgehog? Mm. And it's like, and it goes through like this whole telling a bedtime story to a child vibe. Yeah. And that plus when I saw that and I've seen like the Facebook thing, I was like, oh, fuck. They're really trying to sell generative AI and that kind of vibe to like normal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a consumer product and not just as like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, you can upload a CSV and get it to kind of create some like Python kind of scripts out of it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. more than that. I, I don't know if your mum will be receptive to that kind of talking. Look how I've organized this uh, CSV file. <laughs> but yeah, do, do, do. you know, that, that kind of shit. But the other uh, announcement, and there are a few other little bits and pieces there, is they have updated the Ray-Bans. Yeah. And in doing so, Mark Zuckerberg has kind of announced newsflash, we've figured out what these are for. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. So the Ray-Bans, if you missed V1, kind of a weird thing where basically the idea is Meta did a collaboration, I think there was still Facebook at the time, did a collaboration with Ray-Ban where it had a little camera in the glasses. And I mean, effectively, you can kind of t- take a photo by what, like tapping on the side of it. Yeah. Um, and I think it had little speakers in the um, the back, like the the arms, the arms, the arms of the glasses had little speakers in them. You're the one wearing glasses, mate. You're well, the expert. I, I don't have... <laughs> Yeah, sure. And I mean, like, it's kind of unclear exactly what you would want that for. Same as like the snap lenses, right? Like they Snapchat released those lenses that you could take photos and videos of whatever you're looking at and immediately upload it to Snapchat. Why anyone would want that? Completely unclear. And I mean, Zuckerberg said that, you know, they're releasing version two. Ostensibly, the idea with uh, version two originally, I, you know, six months ago even, was more features you could live stream it and they showed videos of i guess what they were thinking like they had um uh, someone on a like formula one cars and you know motorbikes live streaming via these glasses which sure it's pretty cool but i'm not going to be well i'm not going to live stream to start with it's very rare that i'm going to live stream anything let alone just be like all right i'm on the ski slopes like who wants to tune in to see me go live and have buy a pair of glasses in order to facilitate that. You know, it's a no, yeah, no, highly no. niche audience. No one's going to do that. Yeah. Um, so, but, and Zuckerberg said himself, and I feel like this is where it gets interesting, is he was, you know, talking about the context of, yeah, these kind of new advancements in technology. Obviously, Facebook, Meta have their own um, LLMs and AI division, all of it's open source. But in this world of being able to take a photo of something and have AI interpret it and then give commentary around it or instructions around it in the open AI stuff. You know, they ha- they showed taking a photo of some homework and the AI then completes all the homework. And, the, you know, examples of someone taking a photo of something that's like that's broken and the AI can give you instructions on kind of how to fix it as long as you're like giving it the vision. You can do this right now. If it's, I don't think it's rolling out to like ChatGPT plus users. But if you go onto like the Bing chatbot AI, you've got to download Microsoft Edge browser and sign up for the Microsoft Bing. You can do the thing right now where you upload your like goofy looking hands in front of your like bikes fucked gear and just be like, how do I fix this? And, yeah. then, and it will interpret that what you're looking at is like the, it's like, is a bike and then give you instructions for it. So you can do it right now. Yeah. But obviously, as you describe that, it's like no one is really going to do that. I could see it being useful infrequently. There, there aren't that many situations where I'm going to, stop, go, oh, you know what I should really do? I should take a photo of this and then send it to ChatGPT and so that it can kind of interpret it and then give me instructions around it. Because, you know, you've got to get your phone out of your freaking pocket, unlock it, 
find the app, take a photo, open, you know what I mean? There's so many steps, upload it and then type, like, what do I do here? Or like, give it the instructions and then read whatever the friggin' response is and interact via text, blah, blah, blah. It's a pain in the ass. You're not going to do that for like regularly. It's got to be something very specific to that situation where also like even taking a photo over texting is, is got to be a really weird situation. Maybe something's in a different language or whatever. You can already translate with, you know, the Google app on your phone, et cetera. So kind of unclear. The other thing, though, that OpenAI announced at the same time as this um, taking photos was the conversations, voice conversations, you know, with ChatGPT. From all accounts, it's pretty cool, still in very V1 stages. But this idea that, you know, you hit a button, it's not just like voice to texting. It's once you've pressed go, the conversation is on. Like the conversation is now open. You say something to it, it responds to you, you reply to it, blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth which from all accounts is far more compelling than text, as you can imagine. So what Zuckerberg said is like, basically here are two new pieces of AI technology. One, taking photos of things and using the AI to kind of analyze and interpret it. Two, having voice conversations with AI. It turns out rather than having to get your freaking phone out every time and go through that rigmarole that I just talked about, having glasses on your head with a camera in them with speakers next to your ear and a microphone is pretty much at this stage, the perfect device to do that with far less friction. This idea that I'm walking around, yeah, I see a sign in a different language. I hit a button on the side of my glasses and say, translate that. And it just spits it into my ears rather than going through the bullshit. That to me is actually pretty compelling. And Zuckerberg openly admitted that he was like, it kind of just hit us that we had this product. It wasn't like the plan, you know, the plan from day one was, having this ambient computing that I can interact with, it's doing everything that I see, blah, blah, blah. It was literally like, oh, you know, we started this collaboration with Ray-Ban to kind of stick around in the hopes that in 20 years' time we'll have some kind of weird AR, but maybe AR doesn't necessarily have to be holograms in front of your eyes, at least in the near term. Yeah. Yeah, like, it makes sense. And kind of this also comes in the context of... There was a news story of the information last week that OpenAI are working with Johnny Ive, the former Apple head of head of design, via his new or his current consultancy, which is called Love From, to like design like a device for AI mm. in some capacity. What will that look like? What is like the device for AI? How mm. are you meant to interact with it? In much the same way as I was saying, they were trying to productize it. They're trying to think about what's the physical device that we can have. Do that. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it now diverges a bit from what we were talking about, you know, months ago when we were talking about smartphones. Mm. You know, the smartphone has found its apogee or whatever, where it's like, this is the form, mm. black rectangle mm. on which you watch content, and there's a vestigial actual phone in there that you can call people on, but mm. you know, it's like your little internet rectangle, yeah, with a big nasty camera attached to the back. That's yeah. the form we've settled on, and then we went to. What's next? Uh, could be could be goggles. Yeah. So it could be like the Apple Vision Pro, spatial computing. Let's yeah. get into like that watching shit in full VR, visuals, all that kind of thing. There's been a bunch of different things that we've been proposed as a successor. A lot of it's like this metaverse kind of thing. But now all of a sudden there's this sort of immediate hard pivot where it's like, oh, we've got these LLMs. Maybe the voice and voice assistant stuff that sort of trailed off into – Siri and Alexa and mm. was kind of fine for certain purposes, but functionally most people just use it to like set alarms and play songs. Yeah. 
actually maybe this with the current like LLM setup, that in conjunction with some sort of device might be the thing that's happening in the in the near future. Yeah, I think that is key though that, <clears throat> and we kind of talked about this, how my theory has always kind of been like your phone acts like kind of your personal server and you have already all these satellite devices, be it watch, headphones, that I can't see like glasses being anywhere near powerful enough because they don't have the space to, you know, be able to actually do any processing or anything at this stage. I mean, maybe if you can somehow have like some kind of digital SIM and blah, 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 I could do it all in the cloud. But surely in the near term, they're just connecting to your phone. And well, as we discussed like previously, Apple's been updating the neural engine and blah, blah, blah. And Facebook would be able to, within their app, have like Llama running locally on your phone, this, that, and the other. Like I still see as the phone being a key in the long term because like you just need the battery power and the processing power to enable a lot of this stuff until we are in a world, yeah, as I said, where like everyone is on one gigabyte up and down at all times, like with full, you know, connectivity in a pair of glasses somehow. Apparently modems are quite hard to make for these things, it seems. Like it seems yep. like Apple's having problems with theirs. But anyway, um like I see those glasses personally as being useful. And I find it interesting because we said on the Vision Pro episode, and I think it was very clear to me, like as soon as that Vision Pro was announced, it was like, okay, if you want to have real-time 4K in each eye processing of the world around you with zero latency and the ability to then render kind of objects that you can interact with, again, in real time with like no lag in the form of apps and blah, 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 blah. Like you can't be meta. Like you, you have to be Apple. Like you just have to be Apple. However... The Vision Pro is going to be a fucking expensive niche product, at least anytime soon. It looks really cool. I want one and I want to use one and I can see it being really useful, especially for kind of business and productivity, blah, 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 blah. But as far as the consumer product is concerned, I can see the glasses being useful and I can see over the next, yeah, five, 10 years, more and more people realizing how useful they are to have that personal assistant or whatever um, really close to you at all times, having even more access. Like the reason the smartphone and the internet was so cool is we had access to everything at our fingertips, which was a huge step change. Like that was a massive jump forward when you could just like answer questions like that, bang, without going home and opening a friggin' encyclopedia or just eight people arguing over it endlessly because, you know, their answer wasn't at their fingertips. The iPhone took over from the personal computer or whatever because it, it like reduced the friction again because you had it in your pocket. This reduces that friction one more time I can see this working and I can see it not only working, but I can't see Apple again for a very long time moving down market and releasing a product like this. If I could be wrong, maybe then, you know, in the background, they're very smart people. They have been thinking about this and working on this, but this kind of fell into Facebook's lap accidentally and Zuckerberg freely admits it. I can kind of see like a little wedge here where you have this down market, not as good, probably the LLM. We know that like Llama and stuff are, are good, but they're nowhere near where OpenAI is. They're good enough though. And if it's processed locally on your phone because they don't want to be paying for inference cost and blah, 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 that's going to be shitter again, but it'll be good enough for the amount of friction that you have. And how long will it be until someone like Apple does make a similar product where they're like, um, well, we have this upmarket thing, but like, how about we take off all of the cameras and blah, 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 blah. Um, I just think that there's a potential wedge there and it could be very useful and it could work. I haven't tried one. I even talking aloud, like I struggle to think of every single circumstance where I can use it uh, or I would use it, but I can imagine that I would if yeah. it's right there, if it's if it's mega easy. 
yeah, if it's me, like I get it, and I think it's uh, I'm a, what, certainly a way more interesting model for kind of like smart glasses than has been offered before in the sense where it's like, you know, the Google Glass and then Snapchat glasses slash the first generation of this one where it was like it's a computer on your face, projects stuff onto the lens in front of your eyes Mm. or you look up and you can see notifications and stuff and you can also take video or take photos and video. It's like evidently that is not compelled anyone, Mm. Uh, A, because Google Glass literally got run out of earth by by people who thought it was weird. Yes. And and the back to basics version of it where it was like, oh, you can take photos with your glasses and upload them to Instagram or Facebook or whatever, which was like their first generation glasses. Obviously that didn't work because apart from everyone kind of laughing at them when they were first released, mm. literally never seen one in the wild or even heard of a single person talking about them. Yeah. And it was definitely telling when um, as part of the announcement Mark Zuckerberg was like, oh, users of like our uh, Ray-Ban meta glasses have taken millions of photos. Yeah. I was like, that's really not that many photos. It's not tens of millions. It's not hundreds of millions. So it's somewhere, it's fewer than 10 million photos. Yeah, fewer than 10 million photos. If you, you show, I don't know, you first get the glasses, you probably take 10 to 20 photos at least just to get yeah. the vibe for it. Well, I mean, on our, I don't know what how many photos I have on my iPhone, but I'd say it's north of 10,000. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it doesn't take that many users to get to 9 million photos in that context. So, no. so like, and as you said, they were really like, oh, we're just very clearly in the beginning, it was like a play to be like, let's slowly inaugurate people culturally into the idea of there's always people with like smart glasses walking around. Yeah. Which was the failing Google Glass. I don't know, never really done before. But now, yeah, they've pivoted into, oh, shit, AI assistants are going to be a thing. How, what's the device to talk to them? Maybe it's just these glasses that we've mm. got slapped on our face. They've got speakers wedged into it. And thanks to the camera, it can see stuff in the world. Yeah. Because the open AI visual recognition stuff through, which you can do through Bing, as I said, is pretty good and like quite impressive. It's not perfect, but it's it can be like eerily impressive at times of, of interpreting stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm still not sold that this is a killer app that people would actually buy them for. And I think that there's like still a lot of work to get that over the line because I, I kind of agree with you in terms of the progression of less and less friction in your interface. Mm. But as we talked about in the smartphone episode, we talked about in our last voice episode where we were more skeptical about this stuff. There's a point where like the, the gains in that regard are not that high compared to Googling. I'm not, not even talking about compared to like opening up your phone and physically punching it in a chat GPT, mm. upload, taking a photo, uploading it and being like, what's this bug? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, that's one of the- What's use- that bird? Yeah. What's that bird? Flight? What What flight is that? Yeah, exactly. Totally. There comes to a point, I mean, I'm sure there's things that's very useful, but it comes to a point where it's like, even putting aside the AI side of it, how much of a productivity gain is that over Googling? I'm in Sydney and I just saw like a spiky brown caterpillar. You know, <laughs> or like, how do I fix my bike's wheel has gone wonky? How do I fix it rather than taking the photo? Now, is it enough for a brand new device? Is it enough for a brand new device? Is it enough for people to pick it up? You know, and I think one thing that Facebook definitely noticed and Meta clearly noticed was that one of the reasons the Google Glass failed was that it had zero cool factor. Oh, yeah. It had zero swag. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying that these current ones do have swag, but they've clearly tried. It's the classic Ray-Ban shape. It's a Ray-Ban shape. Exactly. Except, unfortunately, with an LED on the side, yeah, which is not... A camera enclosure and, and what have you. They're relatively They're subtle. Relatively slender. Yeah, yeah. They, they look fine. But the marketing campaign for it was fashion forward. They had, mm. like, models. They handed it out to Instagrammers. They really wanted it, the vibe to be... These are cool to have. Yeah. So they clearly know that if you're going to have any sort of thing that's like a fashion accessory, it needs to be cool and you need to be like socially accepted for wearing it. Yeah. So they're trying that. I mean, the socially accepted thing is big, right? Because the elephant in the room is privacy and it goes both ways. One, because I want to cop these. For the record, I want to cop them. I will be setting up a new Facebook account or whatever. Yeah. Well, Oculus is dead. A new Meta account because... Number one, yeah, from a personal perspective of the user, well, yeah, obviously Facebook is just going to use all of the data to de- advertise back to you. Yep. Some people argue that I want ads to be specific to me and useful. You know, they, you know, exactly. If you look at a spiky brown caterpillar for more than 10 seconds, yeah. you want your ads to reflect the fact that you did that. Yeah, exactly. Marketing connects people with the brands they love. And so obviously I would so like more relevant how, ads. How true that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The other side of it being, yeah, like if you're filming and like AIing everyone that you talk to or whatever, there are some privacy issues that are brought up then. But as I've said again and again on Down Round, we lost that war 20 years ago, in my opinion. That's my opinion. Is this worse? Maybe, maybe not. But there are cameras on every single street corner, every club you walk into, anywhere you go, you're being filmed. You don't know if, you know, the friggin' If Sunglasses Hut, where you're about to pop into to buy your new Meta glasses. Is that where you're buying them? Sunglasses uh, Hut? Probably on something. Or Ray-Ban. I think Ray-Ban sells them direct. Whatever. Who knows where they bought? It's not an ad for them. It's not an ad for anything other than the advertising you hear. Thank you to our loyal advertisers. I don't know who you are because it's fully programmatic, <laughs> but I endorse you. <laughs> 100%. 100 endorsed this ad. Maybe we can insert one there, but maybe if we haven't, well... <laughs> Here I'm still going. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, I kind of get that. Like there's some company in the, that's in the States. I don't know if it's active in Australia. Maybe it is primarily for private uh, investigators. But you don't have to be a private investigator to be part of this network where basically you pay a monthly subscription. As part of your monthly subscription, you have to have a camera in the front of your car that is scanning every single license plate that you drive past. And through being part of this network and having the camera in your car and paying your monthly subscription, you're then able to look up other license plates on the database and see where that car last was. So if you're trying to track someone, it's like, well, here's all the places their car drove. That's just happening. There's no real way to stop that. I mean, you could legislate against this kind of stuff, but the reality is if there are cameras and identifiers such as A, license plates, or B, your goddamn face and databases of your face, it's going to be like, we lost the fight. No, 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 I agree. That's certainly the case. But one thing that I don't think really has anything to do about whether we've lost the fight or not or whether privacy has any chance in, in hell in like the current world is the fact that like the perception is still relatively important and the perception for people like buying this stuff, mm. I don't think, I think Meta's got another five to ten years to shake that, right? Like I, th- Yeah, but things move fast. But Again, as I've said before, you know, 20 years ago, telling people that most people under the age of 25 are going to post... 30 stories a day and have find my on all the time yep. and snapchat with friends and post their location constantly or parents are going to just constantly post photos of their kids on social network every single day 
you'd be like, that sounds like an insane asylum. And guess what, folks? It <laughs> bloody is. It <laughs> bloody is. Sovereignty now. Uh, but no, I, I get it. It's just that I think the stink of it on Meta is particularly... And I, I, like, I think that is played out by the fact that their last model clearly hasn't sold very well. Yeah, their, but that was a crap product. This is a different product. Like, I see this as a completely... If I were to buy these, which, as I said, right now, pretty keen. <laughs> Sorry to everyone who I interact with or just walk past on a day-to-day basis who did not consent. You signed your consent by being born, unfortunately. <laughs> there you go. Your parents Into the did it for you. world. Yeah. It's called, it's called your DNA. Welcome to being a human. <laughs> yeah, I want them. I will not be using them for fucking live streaming like or posting to Facebook, I've, which I don't do. Or I, don't, I don't post to any meta platforms. Oh, that's not true. Threads. I could be using it to upload some sweet threads. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to do that. But and that was the kind of weird thing about the presentation because the first five minutes was like, oh, yeah, it turns out actually this is a really good way to interact with AI and this yeah is the perfect device to interact with AI with just kind of Zuckerberg kind of talking and giving some examples. And then it moved to like the slick presentation of like getting Formula One drivers to like live stream to Facebook. And it was very obvious like, oh, okay, like, yeah, the intention of these was that was that was like slick. Here's the video. Wow, how sick. And they've literally just kind of stumbled into it. But it was up the top because I think it's really compelling. I think it is it is right device to be talking to your friggin' Snoop Dogg personal assistant. Hell yeah. I think it, it scratches that itch. It's another fundamental human drive. We can add it to the list of of down round things that make you human. Yeah. So I mean, the the, the list is growing. There's like you vibe on a drum circle. And it just people want to just want to vibe. Yeah. People want to vibe. Yeah. If there's a closed door, someone wants to see what's behind it. Yep. Number go up. We like seeing number go up. Number go up. And then sure. the fourth one is that we like what's that? <laughs> just feel like finding out what something is. Yeah. Find out what something is or what's you know what's going on. Yeah, what, what's that about? What's that? What's that? What's that thing? It's been the, the, the key driver for human civilization. Well, for human civilization, exactly. People, people saw a hill and they were like, "Well, exactly." People were, like one day, like they were up a tree and then they saw the savannah and said, "Like, oh, I wonder what's over the other side of that." that. But maybe this actually does fit into like the what's behind the locked door. Maybe these are these are the True. same impulse that I'm over. I, my taxonomy is off. Yeah, one day a man woke up in a cave or a woman. And peered out and saw a mountain and said, I wonder what's behind that mountain, you know? Yep. Yep. And then when he crossed it, you know, he sat down and he told the story with a flickering flame and shadows dancing on the walls as he interpreted it. You know, yep. Passed it on and a lot of people sat in a ring around him and just zoned. Yep. Ima- just now, vibed out. Now, imagine that guy and everyone around him wearing a, a pair of uh, Facebook Ray-Ban glasses. <laughs> and you've got... Uh, you, uh, I don't know. That, that that's utopia to me. No, but like I am, I'm still remain unconvinced that like, at least for I think it's like I like guess a compelling pitch in the sense that like I think they there's something there. Mm. A device, whether it's glasses or whether it's the thing like that other company tried to do with like the lapel. Yeah, thing. I don't know if it's necessarily that, but or whatever Johnny Ive is trying to come up with with OpenAI. Mm. It seems like there's going to be like a frontier of stuff where mm. it's like it can. It can see things through a camera. You can speak to it and it can speak back to you, maybe like out loud or through headphones connected or whatever. Mm. But you, you can converse with it essentially. Yeah. Have a conversation about things that are out in the real world. And I agree like that. If you extend the, the definition of AR to sort of include that kind of stuff, at least there's, there's something there is what, I, is what I'm getting at. I'm not convinced that in the current form as we've sort of just described it, is it something that people are going to – 
are going to buy right now or be mm. interested in buying right now, apart from yourself, potentially. I just don't think that the average person is going to find that much benefit from it. It has cool factor. So like the tech guys are going to, the ones that buy everything are going to buy it. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't want to say that you're in that group, but you are in that group. It also, it makes me think like, how do you sell that to the average person? I think it's one of those things that just is time, right? Like there is some frigging chart about early adopters, second gen. And oh, then classic chart. You, you reach like an orbital status and then like the normies get it. And as it dies off, the early adopters hate it. But that's when you're at like your absolute peak when, you know, your grandma is, is on it. And that's why everyone, you know, everyone left Facebook, you know, because when your grandparents got on it um, or your parents. On the Johnny Ive thing, I will say I'm, I'm bearish on that. Don't get me wrong. He's made some mad products. I actually just sold my M1 MacBook Air, the first MacBook Air with the M series. And that was the last device designed by Johnny Ives. That's a mad machine. I'm sorry to see that go. In some ways, I wanted to keep it just to hold on to it, but I couldn't justify it because I hadn't opened it in a year and a half. The last MacBook designed by Johnny Ives with an M1 in it. Wow. Damn. But point being, like, and you know, a billion dollars from SoftBank is the number that's been thrown around. The reason I'm bearish on it is because like, oh, as we said at the top, Meta's already spent 50 billion. They want to spend another 50 billion on so-called Metaverse. But that said, if if this product works and people are into it, you can bet that the definition of Metaverse will kind of pivot into, yeah, AR ambient computing and like they throw all their money at this. But we're talking about $100 billion being thrown at something. Starting a new consumer device business, and it seems crazy to say it, but like a billion dollars isn't enough. As we've discussed before, how many successful hardware businesses are there? Like there's just not that many. No, there's not that many. Apple, then basically Elon's companies like SpaceX and Tesla are basically like the only other ones that are huge, I mean. And you need to be able to throw $50 billion at something like this. I think it's interesting though whether you can convert... In both cases, OpenAI, and keeping in mind that like this was just something the, the information reported on, there's no evidence about how far along it is mm. or whether it's even real or like in the sense that it's something they're actually working on and they're just consulting yeah, yeah. and like spitballing ideas. But I mean, it would make sense that Altman would want, again, he all these people want devices so they're not beholden to Apple or Google. Or, 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 yeah, exactly, or, or whoever. Although now in this modern AI thing, universe no you're you're beholden in both directions to like the hardware that you that puts you in front of the customer exactly but also the squillions of dollars of hardware you're using to like power your product because as has been said a million times like the server costs and the processing costs of like inference and training these models is obviously absurdly high Mm. so you're squeezed on both ends there but assuming that it's real and something they're actually actively pursuing in both cases, it's OpenAI and Meta trying to like convert or turn software platform yeah. into like locking it in with something hardware. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what they're trying to do in both cases. Yeah, and I mean, there's rumors about Humane Device, which has been knocking about as a rumor for ages in close conversations with Anthropic in like the same way. I mean, yeah, it's it's certainly, it's it's interesting to see them this early in the game, all of them be like, all right, well, we've got something that's obviously great and everyone's super into it and we've got momentum. Obviously, the momentum's probably not as strong as it was when JTPD first exploded, but mm. it's still chugging along really well. How do we like lock that down? Um, especially that it's like open source AI from all different providers is getting really, really big. Mm. And also it's a kind of an interesting point to note that um, – uh, as an example of this is that, you know, for a minute it looked like Mid Journey was the absolute bee's knees of 
generative AI, mm. and they were like the one that was surprising people. And you had like the Pope in the yeah the puffer jacket, swagged out Pope. Swag, mean, swag that was out. a pivotal moment. Swagged out Pope, people. Yeah, and the exactly. Balenciaga jacket. Yeah, yeah. In exactly in in five hundred years when. Earth is just like a smoking slag heap because yeah. the, the people in the ruins will remember swagged out Pope as the day it, it went it went to shit. But uh, now Dali 3 has come out. Um, oh, it's on the way out. At least it's being rolled out. Seems a lot more sophisticated on taking instructions and developing complex images. Mm. Like this stuff, like people go ahead and fall behind. Even though OpenAI has received a squillion dollars of funding, it's still relatively fluid, right? Yeah. Stuff's happening everywhere. So you can see why they're like, we need to like lock this shit down and have like a hardware platform mm. that we can get in front of a hundred million people, a billion people, so they they don't just move to what bounce around between what whatever the the coolest AI thing is right now. Yeah, which yeah. is currently what's sort of happening. Oh, totally. I mean, there is a want to move as quickly as possible, and you see it with OpenAI having like you know your input telling it about yourself and, you know, a bunch of parameters that you wanted to use every time. Like, again, same with the character thing where you are somewhat locked into one of these models and yep. yeah, can't just I mean, jump around. The main moat they have is the unbelievable amount of money it takes to get this stuff off the ground. Yes. But potentially open source models make it easier to, like, build stuff that's not as reliant on that stuff. But anyway, who knows? Who knows indeed. I'm buying the glasses. I just need to choose which frame. When do they come out? Well, the other thing is they're coming out soon, but the visual upload is a down the track thing, which is so annoying. You know, it's like it's not coming. That's not coming out with the glasses. You're gonna oh. the smart thing to do would probably be wait until that feature is enabled to actually see if it's any good. But they might not be available then. So sometimes you just got to dive in. You know, dive in face first. Dive in face first. Snoop Dogg, should I buy the glasses? If you're listening to this, have I got an offer for you? Mm. Imagine this, but twice a week and without any interruptions. No interruptions, no ads, two episodes a week. Yeah. Sounds pretty good to me. There is a world in which this is possible. Yep. If you go to downround.net, seven bucks a month. Seven bucks a month. That's not a week. That's seven bucks a month. Extra episode, no ads, hang out with the lads. Yep. That's me and you. Uh, you can hang out with our audience perhaps soon. Who knows? Of which the gender breakdown is different to the gender breakdown at the table here. <laughs> okay. That went off the rails. <laughs> that was, that went over. Keep it short and punchy. The way the current is. <laughs> Let's no longer talk about gender. <laughs> we can't talk about gender. All right, cool. <laughs>